to the bell. Now let's go. Good afternoon. Welcome in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Maurice Patton, coming to you live from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia. It is a beautiful day outside as we can look out the windows here and see the blue skies of Columbia. It's been a pretty good day, Mo. So far, so good. So far. We'll take that. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had worse. No doubt. So. And looking forward to a great show, a Tony Thursday. We have Tony Brunetti coming up at Coach's Corner. Should be a lot of fun to talk about Pearl Con and get a little turf talk in for, uh, for the second day in a row. We've also got Tony Siracusa, not to be confused with the former offensive lineman, but defensive he, lineman. That's right, sorry. Yeah. Defensive line. I don't yeah. know. The goose. Anyway, the former NFL player. Mm -hmm. The late former NFL player. But Tony uh -huh. is going to talk ACC with us because we have no idea what to expect now. We have questions for yeah, sure. There are there are questions out there about the Atlantic Coast Conference, and we're not the only ones who are concerned. Apparently, he's already been on a couple of shows already today. <laughs> so so he's in high demand. <laughs> he is he is in high demand, and we've got him. So that's that's exciting news, and he'll he'll tell us. And, and, and you know, he is the managing editor for Last Word on Sports. He'll get the last word today, for sure. On the ACC. On the ACC. Yeah. Because on Preps Thursday, of course, we're going to also pick ten of the biggest high school football games from around the mid state, and we'll hand out some hardware, talk a little Braves. We've got plenty of top stories to get to. Three, in fact. So let's. Uh, Very little. Braves. Braves. Yeah. I have I, I have come up with a theory. You have thoughts. I've, I've, it's a theory. Well, you know, it, it's probably plausible. So we'll talk about it a little bit. But yeah, we've got plenty to get to. So let's go ahead and hop right in. We've got yesterday's results and today's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Mockingbird Title and Escrow, an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee that will get your deals closed without worry and fuss. A family business that offers the highest level of expertise in the industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. Consider them part of your team. Call 615-274-8696 or visit MockingbirdTitleTN.com today. 
Results from yesterday, volleyball action, Blackman down Murfreesboro Central 3-0. It was Providence Christian 3, Riverdale 1. Summertown blanks Stewart's Creek 3-0, as does Eagle Bowl over Watertown. Girls soccer action, it was a shutout for Gallatin over Battleground Academy 1-0. West Creek defeats Clarksville 4-1, Innsworth downs Brentwood Academy 1-0. Harpeth Hall, a 2-1 winner over Father Ryan Station Camp. Uh, takes care of Hendersonville five to two in Providence. Christian was a three 0 winner over Webb School. In Major League Baseball action on Wednesday, it was Pittsburgh defeating Milwaukee five four. The Cubs with an eight two win over the Giants. The Marlins eleven. The Dodgers four. The Mariners with an eight four win over the Reds. The Astros continue to pound the Rangers twelve three, and. The Cardinals continue to pound the Braves, 11-6. In minor league action, it was the Vihuelas of Nashville downing the Musica of Memphis, 4-1. And in WNBA action, the Atlanta Dream clinched their first playoff spot since 2018, I believe, with a 79-68 win over the Seattle Storm. It's amazing what... Certain individual players will do for a program. Looking at you, Ron. <laughs> Volleyball action today at 4 o'clock. Zion Christian hosting Franklin Road Christian. At 4.30, it's Middle Tennessee Christian at Battleground Academy at 4.30, as well as Lawson hosting McGavick at 5 o'clock. Hampshire goes to Collinwood and Antioch's at John Overton. Santa Fe hosts McEwen, while Warren County is host to Laverne. Clarksville Academy will be at home against Friendship Christian at 5.30. Also at 5.30, it's Webb School at Columbia Academy. Ezo Harding goes to Good Pastor. Hume Fogg is at home against Valor Collegiate. And the University School of Nashville welcomes Providence Christian. At 6 o'clock, Shovelville's at Columbia Central. Eagleville at home against Fayetteville. Beach goes to Gad. And Summertown plays host to Lewis County at 6.30 tonight. It's Cullioca at Cannon County. Community goes to Giles County. Lincoln County hosts Spring Hill. And Oakland is at Siegel. In girls soccer action today at 4.30, Overton travels to Good Pasture. Also at 4.30, it's McGavick at Kenwood. St. Cecilia Academy hosting Hillsboro. In a 5 o'clock matchup, Ezel Harding is at Clarksville Academy. Also at 5, it's Antioch at Davidson Academy. Friendship Christian at Donaldson Christian. Middle Tennessee Christian at Franklin Road Academy. Kip Nashville goes to Glencliff. Springfield hosts White House Heritage. STEM Academy hosts Hunter's Lane. At 5.30, Loretto, <laughs> at 5.30, Loretto is at Adamsville. At 6 o'clock, Kirkwood is at Dixon County. Harpeth hosts Creekwood. Lawrence County goes to Marshall County. Martin Luther King is hosting Lawson. Sycamore is at Montgomery Central. Independence Academy is at Nashville Christian. Christ Presbyterian Academy is at Pope Prep. Portland hosting Logan County, Kentucky. Cane Ridge is at Valor Collegiate. Cheatham County goes to Waverly. And Zion Christian hosts Cascade. At 6.30 tonight's Liberty Creek at Northeast as well as Macon County at Greenbrier. Stewart's Creek welcomes Cookville, and Spring Hill goes to Warren County at 7 o'clock. Oakland is at Blackman Northwest, hosting Rossview. Shovel was at Columbia Central. I wonder if they're just going to ride together, soccer and volleyball. It only makes sense. Brentwood is at Franklin. Giles County welcomes Murfreesboro Central Magnet, while Mount Julia is at Green Hill across town. Lebanon is at Laverne Nolensville. Hosting Ravenwood, Independence goes to Page and Richland's at home against Cullioca. That'll be a good one. Rockville's at Siegel. 
Wilson Central's at Smyrna, Summit hosting Centennial, and White House at home against Merrill Hyde. Major League Baseball action tonight at 540. The Dodgers continue their series in Miami against the Marlins. The Braves hope to get St. Louis out of town this evening at 620. That one will start. And Arizona is at Wrigley Field against the Card uh, the Cubs, excuse me. <laughs> that would be ideal. That would at 640. Minor League Baseball action, Memphis and the Sounds continue their series at 635 at First Horizon. The NFL season opener tonight, Hello, 720 NBC, Lions at Chiefs. College football action tonight at 630 on the ACC Network. It'll be Murray State at Louisville and NWNBA play at 6 o'clock on Amazon Prime. It's the L.A. Sparks at the New York Liberty, and that is your rundown. Top stories brought to you as it is each and every day by our friends at Piggly Wiggly at Neely's Mill Shopping Center here in Columbia. Make sure to go see them for your meat and vegetables, daily fresh hand-cut meats, or, of course, their great fresh produce, all of that available each and every day, it just costs plus 10%, and you can't beat it at the Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill. Mo, we got a couple top stories. Actually, we have a few top stories today, a few, maybe <laughs> three. As first off, Army, according to Pete <laughs> Thamel, we have no one to point to. No, 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 we don't. That's, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate on a number of, a levels, number of levels. But yeah, Pete yeah. Thamel reporting that Army may be headed to the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, as a football member to replace the uh, the Southern Methodist University SMU Mustangs. And obviously, the when the AAC was talking about taking off four Pac-12 teams or, or Pac-4 teams or whatever they were. At the time. From the conference formerly known as the Pac-12. Yes. Perfect. There you go. That, mm -hmm. That's perfect for you to say. Uh, <laughs> you know, there was a good reason for that. It didn't make sense for them to go with, to add Oregon State and Washington State. It just, it just doesn't because they don't bring, you know, as much brand as Stanford and Cal do nationwide. Because Stanford graduates and Cal graduates, they really, they, they go Everywhere. Everywhere. Anywhere they want to go, really. <laughs> and Army also kind of brings that nationwide fan base, much like SMU had. I mean, mm -hmm. SMU was the Methodist. Mm -hmm. It was the Power Five or, you know, school for Methodists like BYU, you know, for the Mormon faith. Mm -hmm. They needed another national fan base. And Army makes sense. It does. Yeah. Now, whether Army's going to do it or not, I don't know. Well, what doesn't make sense is I saw somewhere that if Army does join the AAC, that Army-Navy would not be a conference game. At least until 28, when the CBS, uh, mm. the CBS contract is up. Seems like to me that would just add another level of juice to what is already... Well, the problem, One of the biggest rivalries in college football. Obviously. The problem being that the the contract requires them to play after conference championship games are played. It's the week after all the championships. Okay. So it can't be a conference game because it can't count toward conference standings if the conference championships already been played. <laughs> so 
Once that contract is up, my assumption is it probably moves to week zero, which would be, to me, instead of ending the year with Army-Navy, let's start the year with Army-Navy. Here's the thing, though. I mean, the aesthetic, so many times when you get that game in Philadelphia or Baltimore, it's snowing, it's cold, it's nasty. You've got all the elements involved with, you know, the two, all respect to Air Force, the two premier service academies going at it, you know, that game the week before Labor Day, I don't know if it has the same oomph to it. Labor Day weekend, though. Think about that with all the things that go with that. Now that could be. That'd be cool. Give me a Sunday night Army Navy Labor Day weekend. National telecast. National Nobody TV. else in the window. Let's do it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then, then it can be a conference game. It, it counts everywhere else. I, I just feel like that gives it the most. That gives it the platform it deserves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Sunday night on Labor Day, Army, Navy on CBS, and let's go. And the only game in town. I'm in for that. Yeah. Yeah. That works. I just got goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it would be cool. And, and you're right. There's There's a lot of that. But the fact is that on a Labor Day, you don't have the excuse of any weather issues likely. You know, you, 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 it's, it's man on man, body on body, no excuses, let's go. And it would be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think, that, I think that would be really cool. Uh, if, if it's going to go, that's the way I think it's got to go mm-hmm. is – that, that Labor Day weekend. Uh, top story number two. LSU and Kim Mulkey have reportedly inked a massive, massive deal worth $32 million. Over eight years. Bleacher Report saying 10. Is it 10? I'm trying to pull up this ESPN story. Yeah. It, most of the places I'm seeing are saying 10. Really? Okay. 10 for 32, which is 3.2 a year. Yeah, yeah. A lot easier math than eight. <laughs> I mean, that's four. But still, <laughs> 10 is still easier. I mean, I know you're from Alabama, but still, come on. You can manage that. But this makes her the highest paid women's basketball coach. Not super surprising after winning a national championship at LSU. I mean, when's the last time that happened? I don't know that that's ever happened. Exactly. So LSU being the preeminent women's basketball program in the state is new, (laughs) to say the least. And here's what I love about it, and this is this is completely not this isn't you know being talked about enough. I don't think LSU is putting their money where their mouth is for a women's program. Three point two million dollars a year is more than a lot of football coaches make. 
And the fact that they're saying that our women's basketball program is as important to us as any, you know, as some people's football programs are to them, I think that's huge for the sport. Yeah. Um, you know, I have my issues with Kim Mulkey and they're well documented, but, you know, kudos to LSU for, you know, putting the money behind a national championship coach who has now won four, three of which at her previous stop at Baylor. So, um, I mean, you can't argue with her success and she's being paid like someone who has had the success that she's had. So again, kudos to them. M.A. Vopel of ESPN.com with this report on, on their website, um, initially reported by the advocate down in Baton Rouge, but, um, she will be with this compensated along the lines of REMI and Don Staley, which makes sense. I, yeah. I mean, Staley's getting, she had a seven year, $22 million deal that she signed in 21. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean. So each of them is making at or just a little over three million a year. Did you happen to see the photos of AI dressing Brian Kelly like Kim Mulkey? <laughs> just, just. Tell me that this is not exactly what you wish you would see mm, mm. on the side. I'm just saying <laughs> Brian Kelly dressed as Kim Mulkey is pretty funny. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, kudos to LSU, man, for, for, again, showing that women's basketball is a priority. Mm -hmm. And in the SEC, it certainly is. You've got two coaches making north of $3 million a year. Yep. That's impressive. Uh, before we get out of here, let's take a quick uh, look at Belmont Hoops, who welcome in some new friends this week or are welcoming in some Not new friends Not this week. Um, first week in October, okay. apparently, it was tweeted by a number of accounts yesterday or last night, I guess, that the Chicago Bulls will hold their remote training camp in Nashville October um, 3rd through 7th, I think. Um, their media day will take place October 2nd in Chicago. First preseason game is October 8th in Milwaukee. In between, they will be practicing at Belmont, which is... Interesting. Not seeing a whole lot of, you know, explanation for it necessarily, but according to this article on BleacherNation.com, the destination was decided upon by the Chicago Bulls players earlier this offseason, according to the Sun-Times' Joe Cowley. I don't believe that. Okay. I believe Jerry Reinsdorf is trying to get a two-for-one and move the Bulls and the White Sox to Nashville, baby. 
There you go. Let's go. <laughs> Who did? <laughs> well, it's funny. Joe Cowley at Joe at J Cowley Hoops on Twitter. Bulls make it public the training camp will be in Nashville the first week, but before the conspiracy theorists start on a White Sox connection and Jerry, this was decided on by the Bulls players earlier in the summer. Nah. No, no, no. That's your story. And you're <laughs> that's, my, to it, that's, huh? that's my conspiracy theory, and I'm going with it, baby. <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know how many other people or teams do this, but and you know, I can understand if you were going to like some random, you know, suburb of Chicago to, you know generate excitement for the Bulls or something, but why Nashville? Yes. Which, I mean, Belmont's facilities are fantastic, mm -hmm. but don't get me wrong, they, they are top-notch. But it's just, it is interesting that Nashville, right after there was a connection with Reinsdorf potentially moving the White Sox, and Nashville's obviously involved in that conversation and all of the things, mm -hmm. it's, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> and do I believe in coincidence? Absolutely not. Never have. So anyway, let's uh, let's take a break. We will come back and welcome in Tony Bernetti, the head football coach at Pearl Cone. We will also hand out some hardware. So stick around on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, 
is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yalmo Patton here with you on this Preps Thursday. Looking forward to uh, a lot of prep football talk between now and the end of the show. <laughs> but before we get into this, Mo, i I got I to gotta throw this out there because we just talked about the Army-Navy game. The, at Reddit CVFB tweets, the best solution to Army-Navy is if Army joins the AAC is simply to make it a non-conference game at its regular time. They could theoretically play in back-to-back-to-back -back -back weeks in the AAC Championship, Army-Navy, and the first round of the college football playoff. <laughs> Man, that, oh, that, would be that challenges the imagination right there. <laughs> I've heard stupider. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's, that is a uh, that is an interesting situation that I guess could happen, but I don't think that would be a I don't think that's that's happening. Oh man, yeah, that's that, that's something right there. Anyway, um, yeah, plenty of high school to get to, and we'll do that. We are efforting for our coach's corner host Tony Brunetti, who just responded to a text and said he had not received the link. And so we have resent, resent and hoped the link and hope that we will have him forthwith. Well, while we're waiting on him, mm -hmm. let's hand out some hardware. Let's do We've that. got the custom stone handlers team of the week. Custom stone handlers, fine folks here in Columbia, taking care of all of your rock needs. And obviously, staunch supporters of high school athletics across the area. No doubt. Yeah. So the custom stone handlers team of the week, I, I really don't think there could be another team other than the one that snapped a 13-game losing streak on the road last Thursday night at Maplewood with a 41-14 victory. So congratulations to the Spring Hill Raiders. Yeah, well done, Spring Hill, Coach Ben Martin, and the, and the kids there for doing a heck of a job, the Alderson Twins. And speaking of, the Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Player of the Week this week, Mo. Ashton Alderson, a hybrid linebacker safety Defensive end, whatever, Swiss Army knife, 
five tackles, three pass breakups, uh, recovered a fumble for a touchdown, and returned an interception nine yards for a touchdown in that victory. So he was around the ball a lot, and the ball wound up in his hands in at least two instances, scoring on both of them. So, yeah, he was a big part of that streak-stopping victory there. So congratulations to him. Yeah, don't forget, we've got plenty of high school football shows. Our wrap-up show airs on Tuesday. The preview show airs on Wednesdays here for Main Street Preps. We've got individual shows uh, in uh, Montgomery County and Robertson County. We've got a show from Murfreesboro. Of course, our show from Dixon with Casey Patrick. We've also got the uh, coaches night out each week which is tonight is that right justin you'll be tonight or was it last night you'll be wednesdays it's on wednesday so you were there last night in downtown lebanon so we have plenty of of high school football coverage to give you and of course you can listen to this show or any of our shows live at main street media radio.com is that right Man, there's a lot. I hate that I messed that up because I don't. I do know MainStreetMediaTV.com launched today. Meanwhile, Main Street Media Radio is also available at MainStreetMediaRadio.com. So if you want to listen to the show, watch the show, you can do it in those avenues as well. And we appreciate you guys doing that we are still waiting on tony brandy but yesterday we talked to mark north and he said that um pro Kong will be the first team to play on the new turf on their new turf yep and they'll do that this week tomorrow night should be a new experience for everybody in metro but for them to get for them to get onto the field is a it's a massive win for Metro Nashville I think I think it just goes to prove that obviously the Titans being part of that and all the work that Jamie Holland has done with Mm -hmm. with his group to make this happen it really is impressive that that Metro Nashville will within the next three to five years will have field turf at all 10 facilities and and I think it's kind of prophetic or, or fitting, I guess, that Pearl Cone be one of the first to get it because they've been over the past you know, 15, 20, even 30 years, probably one of the more successful programs in Metro Nashville. And this year is no different. Gotten off to a 3-0 and start with wins over both Montgomery Bell Academy and Christ Presbyterian Academy, and hopefully we'll get to talk to Coach Brunetti in a little bit about this start that they've gotten off to. But, yeah, Mark North said that Pearl Cone, Whites Creek, and East Nashville are set to have their new playing surfaces in by the end of the season. And so, with no further ado, Coach Tony Brunetti – at Coach Brunetti 2 on Twitter, 
joining us here on Main Street Sports today in Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. Renee Hart and her folks keeping you fed and happy. And um, I think Coach Brunetti is pretty happy right now. Again, 3-0 and heading into tomorrow night's matchup against Pure Academy out of Memphis. Coach, good afternoon. Hey, how y'all doing? Appreciate having me on here. Hey, we appreciate you coming in with us, Coach. Hey, um, what are you more excited about, 3-0 and or this new turf that you guys get to um, to debut on tomorrow night? Um, I think both. I mean, it's a blessing to have a turf. Uh, I think it has something nice like that. I think it's a real blessing. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's a blessing. I mean, to be 3-0, it's, it's a blessing also. It, 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 it can be a curse. You got to take one game at a time, not looking ahead. And anybody get beat any night, I always believe that. So you got to play every team you play, you prepare for them just like the first game. You know, like you play for the state title every week. You got to go prepare. You don't take nobody lightly. Uh, and I think I think that's – but playing at home on a brand new field, first home game, I think you have a nice crowd coming out to the field. They never thought of the facilities. The facilities are wonderful, beautiful. They've done a great job. Coach, uh, one thing that nobody can say about you from a scheduling standpoint is, you, you know, you guys don't run from anybody. You have consistently scheduled MBA and, and CPA at the start of the season for a pretty good while. And um, I would imagine it's ideally to prepare you win or lose for what else you guys are going to see over the course of the season, yeah. but to, to get victories in both those games this year, what, what's been the key to that and to this start for y'all? I'll be real with you. It's been kind of crazy. You know, we, the last few years, I decided not to play a whole lot, like maybe three scrimmages. I, I cut it down to two scrimmages and I decided to play some two teams. They're going to be disciplined, going to be physical, and it's going to be a pair early this season. So uh, last year, I scrimmage lifts them. I scrimmaged Baylor last year. I scrimmaged Lisbon this year again. Then I scrimmaged BA. But I think, you know, sometimes this year, this past year, we took a look to play BA. BA kind of got my butt a little bit, you know, and made us wake up a little bit because we bring an older group back. I think we got like a Deja. I think kids start kind of doing what they want to do. I think that scrimmage with BA kind of brought us back and humbled us a little bit and took our mind back in the direction of what we want to go to and have a chance to win the state this year. Well, you know, and obviously that's that's the benefit of playing opponents like CPA and MBA and the schedule that you guys play because, you know, the fact is that not only is is Class 4A a difficult classification, but your region for the last few years has been really, uh, really tough, and you guys have been able to navigate that, but it's not like – it, it, it's an easy road in, in that region, especially no, with you, your season closer with Marshall County. No, because really, to be honest with you, I mean, Marshall County had us beat last year, you know, at home. And uh, I, think, I think the kids, the second half, decided to step up and play harder and, and play their bus off to the end. And we pulled that game out and won it. But that was a turning point in that season, really. I thought we were doing okay last year. I think if we won that game, that, that doesn't project us to the state finals last year. I think it helped us get the major jump. That game gave us the juice. Indeed. Coach, who 
and and I know that you've got a bunch of kids that are being recruited really heavily. I know you've got some commitments and that kind of thing. Uh, who have you been particularly excited to watch over this first three weeks? Yeah, everybody as a whole, the team as a whole. We got a lot of talented seniors, man. You know, every kid might not be that that power five kid, but we got a lot of kids that can play at D two level, and I level, and as well as on up to the power five level. So different kids have stepped up different weeks, man. You know, I got I mean, out of kids that played got hurt against CPA is gonna hurt real bad. But I mean, he's he came on the last two games. And kid named Anthony Nelson, but he's out for at least about five six weeks. Hopefully, we'll get him back toward the end of the season. But he was a senior, but he gave it up. I mean, he played the first two games. But now, somebody else got to step up that role and, and, and lead that pressure. We lost, we lost that, losing that kid for that long. Come here and step up and try to give us some time there. But it's been a team effort while we've been successful, y'all. A team effort, man. Different kids are shine different nights. Well, and, you know, obviously, when you've got, when you've got guys like Donovan Higgins and, and Joshua Sims on your team, folks are, are kind of gunning for those guys. And that's why it's important to have folks who can be, you know, who can step up and fill those roles. I think defensively wise, I think Zion Simpson stepped up a lot. Uh, Grayson Beach, those guys stepped up a lot. We lost, we lost our middle linebacker. Been spring, back for spring ball, playing basketball. He had been started for us as a sophomore. And so I had Zion to move from being in the linebacker. And those two have been doing a good job of really, you know, pushing the defense, getting in the right positions. And, and then everybody's playing ball, you know. Uh, defense wins championships. You know, but it's good to score points, too. <laughs> Coach, you mentioned um, – <laughs> you, you mentioned you can, you can get beat any week. But, you know, again, with the wins over really good NBA and CPA teams, you opened region play last week with a 55-8 win at Creekwood. How do you keep these guys focused from week to week? I mean, it, it's coach speak, and it, it really is true that you can get beat any week, but how do you manage that confidence level, keeping them confident but not overconfident? Uh, I tell you how we do that. No matter who you are, a starter or you're a four-string guy, every day we compete in practice. And if you're a starter and you're not doing, you're not competing, you're not pushing yourself, you're not challenging, and other kids are playing you, you might be on that bench. We believe in competition every day in practice. We believe in kids working every day in practice. And if you're not, and the other kids are working, you, you, some of your minutes will get cut down. And that kid didn't earn some more time. And by challenging the kids like that every day and making them push themselves every day, they got to come work. If the next man behind you can have your job, then the kids stay focused. They continue working and try to get better and to improve every day. We got to improve every week. We're not there yet. We're not that perfect team yet. Some things, a lot of things we got to improve on. So eventually we'll get there. Well, you say you got a lot of seniors, a lot of guys who felt the heartbreak of of, of not reaching the pinnacle last year in that state championship loss over at Finley Stadium in Chattanooga. Is that a major motivating factor for this team is to find a way to get back there and get to the top? Yeah, I think so. I think that loss hurt a lot. I think I think that they, we felt like the kids felt like we had a lot of, like, I won't say silent injuries. We had a lot of injuries that kids could play with, but they felt like they didn't finish that game out at 100% and they were 100% 
health wise, it felt like we we had a, we should have had a chance to win that game last year. So it left a really bad t- taste in a lot of kids' mouth. And so they put they really put their heart in the weight rooms all season. This group really worked hard all season in the weight room. I mean, really put the time to have them get their bodies right. But also we've really changed some things around too how we do. We don't bang and hit a whole lot that much anymore. We do a lot a lot more mental, a lot more mental preparation, a lot more a lot more conditioning and and continue to hit that weight room four days a week. Tony Brunetti here with us on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, joining us here on Coach's Corner again from the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill, doing a fine job keeping you fed and happy. Uh, if you're out on your way to Henry Horton State Park or, or Marshall County in general, make sure to go see Renee and the folks there. Coach, you, you, you've got uh, you know you, you've got a completely off-the-wall team coming in, uh, Pure Academy, who is not a TWSAA member. They started, I guess, in 2020, was mm-hmm. that when they when they started? And and so it, 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 you kind of don't really know what to expect out of these academy-type teams, the teams like IMG and that sort of thing who can kind of bring kids in from anywhere. So what do you see tomorrow? Yeah. Obviously, they're, they're 0-3 on the year, but that's you, you never know what you're going to see. No. no, they got talent. They got some talent. The issue they don't have a lot of depth, a lot of depth of talent. But they are eleven point fifteen or eleven players, fifteen players, they pretty pretty talented. The problem is that they run out of gas a lot, but they're very talented with, with the athletic ability. Most definitely. Don't let them fool you through the over two. I watched the film. You know, <laughs> I came down last week. I watched the film, let them fool you now. They got some size too. They just don't have a lot of depth. Well, Coach, after playing three straight games on the week, you're, you're in, you've got your home opener tomorrow night. You're on the new turf for the first time. Um, my question is, will Catfish have a voice at the end of the night tomorrow night? <laughs> uh, Catfish always, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be in ref form ready to go tomorrow night. It's been uh, a long time to be, to be able to have a home, to have a home game and be blessed. Have a home game and be blessed to uh, have a nice field, a nice uh, remodeled stadium. You know, and I want the fans to come out and enjoy this this luxury facility that we have now in this community. The blessing is three seven two eight zip code, and to come out and show the pride tomorrow night. We got the fish frying tomorrow night. We got the family atmosphere tomorrow night. We just need everybody to come out and represent tonight. Be a blackout night to come out and represent this community, this town, and come out and come see a good game. I, I know it's going to be a great, great product that you guys put on the field. And like you said, the atmosphere is going to be fantastic. You'll smell that fish frying as you're, as you're getting parked. I've, I've been there. I know how it works. And um, I hope you guys have a great night over there tomorrow night, Coach. And um, best of luck to you. Hope we can catch back up with you here before the end of the year. Man, I appreciate you inviting me. I really do. It makes my day. I really <laughs> do. I mean, our program has been a long way. And the kids fight hard to make sure they're successful. That's all we want to preach. Successfulness in the classroom, successful in life, and also successful on this football field to help you get somewhere and better yourself in the future. That's our philosophy. Coach, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate you. Bye. Again, Tony Brunetti here on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe. And let me just tell you, if you've not been – to a football game at Pearl Cone and you are a high school football fan in this town, 
you owe it to yourself to go. It's, it's an atmosphere unlike no, any other. I mean, again, he talked about the fish. The fish is great. <laughs> Fortunately, Renee doesn't have fish, I don't guess. So, no. we're, so we're not really competing there, but the fish is great. Catfish Pender, Orlando Pender is the PA guy, and he's beyond compare. There, there's only <laughs> one catfish, and um, it's, it's just a fantastic atmosphere, fantastic team. Get over there when you get a chance. You know, and, and now the field is fantastic. You know, he's they played both NBA and CPA. I should have asked him who was going to win them tomorrow night because they played each other. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't think he would have answered. No, <laughs> but yeah, it would have been a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to win? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we're going to take a break when we come back. Braves chatter this day in Braves history, and we'll talk a little bit about what. Else is going on. That's <laughs> yeah. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back after this. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill's Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation, report of finding for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. September 7, 2012, Paul Mahalm and five Braves relievers, including friend of the show Eric O'Flaherty, combined to strike out 11 Mets and scatter five hits in a 3-0 shutout of the hosts, marking Atlanta's third shutout victory in as many outings. Mahalm went five and a third innings for the decision. Craig Kimball struck out a pair in the ninth. And Chad Durbin, Louise Avalon, Johnny Vetters, and O'Flaherty allowed one base runner in two and two-thirds sprints. Jason Hayward and Dan Ugla each hit solo homers in the win. That was this day in Braves history. That is the second reference to Paul Mahomes that I have seen today. Really? That Yes. That's interesting. <laughs> that, what was the first one? When he gave up the home run that started the brawl. Oh, Carlos <laughs> Gomez. That's right. Yeah, I saw that earlier today, too. I was now, like, that now, is now, wild. Now, now, here's the thing. When you call that a brawl. Well, benches cleared. Benches did clear, and there was a lot of screaming and and Yeah, but Chris, and Chris Johnson nearly super punched Gomez. If you if you watch the video on the left hand, you see Pendleton run out and mm -hmm. right over his left shoulder you see Chris Johnson and he like jumps at Gomez. Oh goodness. Well, and here's the thing. That was great. It, it wasn't the Gomez Homer. It wasn't the Gomez pimp. It was him screaming at Mahal yeah. all around the bases. It's like, why? No, it, it was it com rounding third, all the way down the third base yeah. line, just yapping. What? What? So, yeah, that was wild. That is <laughs> but wild. A Palma, two Palma home references in, in, in one, one day, day is, is not what I had on my bingo No, card. not at all. Not at all. Oh, man. Well, let, let's start with this. No. Mm -hmm. The lineup is out. Mm -hmm. And we've got chaos. <laughs> yeah. Chaos I mean, reigns. What, what happened? I mean, did, did, <laughs> did, did Snit not sleep last night or something? Did he oversleep last night? What, what is this? The only thing I can think of is Austin Riley overslept and didn't get to the ballpark in time. And so, Nicky and so Lopez, they didn't know if he was coming or not. Nicky yeah. Lopez is playing third base. Yeah, this this is sort of like that rec league game where, you know, people didn't show up. And so you didn't know if they were going to make it or not. So you've got to figure something out. So Your lineup's made and they show up, you know, two minutes before yes, first minutes pitch. And yeah. yeah, Acuna, Albies, Olsen. That is, we've not said that in much. a while. <laughs> Ozuna Rosario Darno, Harris Arcia Lopez behind Max Freed. This is what I love about Nicky Lopez, though. Sure. Because Riley needs a day occasionally. And, and he doesn't have to play 162. When you are 90 and 48 or whatever it is. And again, let's get them, let's get them these off days now. 
because at the end of the month, there's a week built in there, and I'm concerned with that week. We've talked about it. Here's my – it's funny you say that because here's kind of my thing. I feel like they need to take some days off just to understand how to deal with days off. (laughs) Because if you're in the 162 mentality and you get a week off – how do you get yourself current? Back? You don't. You don't know what. You don't know what it takes for you to get back to game day shape. Mm-hmm. So taking a day or two off is a really good idea for some of these guys. Yeah. yeah. So um, Ozzy was off. What during the during the Dodger series, Sarah? Yes. Arcia was off Tuesday night, mm-hmm. came back in and pinch hit, and Austin's off tonight, and I'm sure he will be available to pinch hit if necessary. Let's hope he's not needed. At, at this point, who knows, man. I, this uh, Again. I don't want to get swept by the Cardinals. I, mean, I don't know. That I, I don't want to get swept by the Cardinals, but I don't really care. I mean, I, I thank goodness. Don't we just, have to care at some point, though? Mm, no, we don't. Listen, here's my theory. What's happening in Miami? What's happening in Atlanta? These are two teams that one had to fly left coast to right. Got a day off, but you still had to you still had to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And they just played a four game series against the two be- the two best teams in the National League. You don't think that took everything out of them? It's a hangover for both of them, on top of the jet lag because the Braves were out there for oh, two weeks, a week and a half, mm-hmm. ten games. So jet lag and hangover. Give them, it, it, it just it's certainly gotten better for or worse folks than them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so let's just understand that we're you know we're still trying to get back to you know to all the things that we have to get back into, and the Cardinals got us at a good time. Should you still beat the Cardinals as bad as they are? Yeah, and I think what you got to recognize here too is. The Braves have lost 10 to 6 and 11 to 6. So it's not been the offense that's been no. the issue. Everybody's given up home runs. Everybody. Yeah, the ball is flying at Truist Park. So for, for both teams. Tonight Max goes to the to, to the bump and you know would love to see him kind of right the ship as is the Aces job at times, but I'm not going to put too much stock in it. I feel like this team is, is perfectly fine. They, they deserve some grace after what they did out West. I mean, crap, eight and two in that, you know, it is just, it's, it's, it's perfectly fine. I'm not worried about it. I would love to see Max go out there, write the ship and do his thing, but you know, here's the thing here. Here's where you should probably be concerned if you're a Braves fan tonight. Brunswick, Georgia born 
Adam Wainwright goes to the bump for the Cardinals. With his 8-plus ERA? With his 8.10 ERA, his 1.98 whip, and his 3-10 and 10 record. But going for his win. career record of 198 yeah. and 127. Going for win 199. He, he's trying to get to 200 before he retires. And if he could get 199 against the team that he started with, Number one pick of the Braves, 29th overall in 2000. Think that wouldn't be a feather in his cap? Well, I, and man, Wayno is, is, I think, the Braves' biggest regret. I, I really do. I don't even know who we got in that trade for. Johnny him, Estrada and J.D. Drew. Okay, not worth it. I remember Drew was part of it, but I didn't know if there was anybody else that, that ended up being worth it. Clearly not worth it. Uh, probably the biggest regret in, in Braves, at least modern Braves history, trade-wise. I can't think of a bigger one. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Apparently, it was him for Drew straight up. Okay. Well, that's even worse. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so that, that, that doesn't help the case either way. No, it doesn't help, but it, it <laughs> but it clarifies. It <laughs> does not help it at all. It, it just it wasn't a good trade. Okay, in December of 2003, the St. Louis Cardinals acquired Wainwright and pitchers Jason Marquis and former Lambeth University pitcher Ray King in a trade that sent J.D. Drew and Eli Marrero to the Braves. Whoever Elon Guerrero is, the name that catcher first baseman, the name that was lost in the trade. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I you know, I love to hate Wainwright, but I can't. It it's hard because I one, hate him more because he plays for St. Louis. I don't. Hate but it's him. not his fault that no. he plays for St. Louis. No. So no. <laughs> you kind of can't be mad at him for that. <laughs> so it's tough. Uh, but the Braves definitely don't need to get swept by the Cardinals, so I'll be hoping to see something positive tonight from this team. Mm -hmm. uh, if nothing else, just some get up off the mat right. and show a little pride kind of kind of thing. So, all right, let's take a quick break. The top of the hour Titans report is on the other side of one, so we will. Get Terry McCormick to tell us about Zen Sports and what to expect from the Titans after today's practice. Right here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Back after this. Good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it. That's why Southern Nights is here to help. We install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful, customizable lighting all year round. 
No more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work. You do the celebrating. Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Maurice Patton on this Thursday edition of the show. Thanks for hanging out with us as we get you our daily Titans report. Thanks to Titan Insiders Terry McCormick, who joins us from Zen Sports. Terry, what do we get from the Titans today? Well, your Titan Insider... Daily report powered by Zen Sports has a little bit of an update on uh, some injury news and those who did and did not practice and those who were kind of limited. DeAndre Hopkins shows up on the injury report, but it says not injury related. He only went through a portion of practice. He and uh, veteran tight end Trayvon Wesco both getting a little bit of rest time uh, as, and taking off part of practice. Interesting. Uh, the other thing, the bigger issue to me right now, there are three guys who had limited participation for the second straight day. Two of them, Trey Avery and Dylan Reeves, don't figure to you know, have big roles on Sunday beyond special teams if they're active at all. And then the other one, of course, is Harold Landry, who went through stretch, then disappeared, went inside during the individual period, and was listed as limited for the second straight day. It's because of an abdomen injury. The good news is doesn't concern the torn ACL that he had last year. He appears to be completely beyond that. But now we're talking about an abdomen injury, and you would hate to see that happen for a guy who's worked so hard to come back not to be able to play in week one if that's the case. That'd be huge, as we talked about yesterday, about how important you know Harold Landry is to this front seven and this pass rush and and, and after missing him all last year this would not be the time to to not have him but if he doesn't play who plays in his spot well that's a good question I think you know obviously you got Arden Key on one side and you got Rashad Weaver who started a good part of last year but uh, the guy who's interesting to me is this kid that they brought in from the Bears after final cutdowns, a kid named Travis Gibson, had seven sacks two years ago when the Bears used a 3-4 front primarily. Uh, they switched to a 4-3 last year. It seemed to hurt him. He only had three sacks. But uh, in the preseason against the Titans, he kind of got their attention with two sacks and eight quarterback pressures. Now, granted, he's probably not, you know, playing – against all world-type players there in the second half of a preseason game. But uh, man with 10 sacks over two years and a guy who gets two sacks against the Titans in the preseason opener certainly got their attention, and that's why they went out and picked him up. Now, Terry, he, he joined the roster after the Titans completed their preseason schedule, right? I mean, he wasn't there for the Patriots game. Right. He was after final cuts. They added so him. We've not seen him. him. He apparently cleared waivers, so we had not seen him except on the practice field 
you know, a couple of days here, but uh, no action in the game other than what he put on film with the Bears. Okay. Well, and obviously that's that, that is a point of concern if you're a Titans fan. Other than that, though, things seem to be positive on the injury front, as you mentioned. Uh, Drown Jerry Hopkins on the report, but as listed as taking rest. Traylon Burks was full participation, and everything seems to be a positive on the offensive side. True. Now, the big test, obviously, is going to be how well the offensive line holds up against that Saints defense. So I think that's what everybody is kind of holding their breath, wondering about if this group can hold their own. If they can just be middle of the road, average, it would be such an improvement over what they had a year ago that it's only going to help Ryan Tannehill in this offense to be able to stand up right and stay in the pocket and throw the football. Well, we'll get more information tomorrow at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Until then, Terry, tell us about Zen Sports. All right. Zen Sports is offering Fred bets on one NFL minus 108. That's values. It's been 206 days since Super Bowl 23. There's only now only a few hours to go. The Lions and the Chiefs match up, match up tonight in Kansas City. Will the Lions live up to the hype, or will the Chiefs be able to overcome some injuries and holdouts? And this weekend also brings a full schedule of NFL games with Aaron Rodgers' debut with the Jets, Derek Carr with the Saints going against the Titans, and the debut of rookie quarterbacks like Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Join Zen Sports at the Corner Pub downtown Nashville. Come meet the Zen Sports team and kick off the NFL season this Sunday at the Corner Pub downtown. If you're bringing a friend, have them sign up with the code CORNER, and Zen Sports will double the amount of the first bet as a Corner Pub gift card up to $100. There will be gift cards waiting for you when you arrive. Want to let your friends know which side of the game you're on? With Zen Sports, you can share your bets via text, email, and on social media. When you click bet, tap the share icon in the top right corner. You can select your social media accounts or text messages. Try it out today at hashtags and sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions Hello. apply. Must be 21 and over and in Tennessee to bet. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill's Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation, report of finding, for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.com. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. She's on Thinking Out Loud, presented by Regions, and out of pocket with Alyssa Lang. It is, in fact, Alyssa, Alyssa Lang. Lang. I'm a little nervous. I'm going to lower the bar for guests now. Oh, I'm no. like, apologies in advance. It sounds like CC Commissioner Greg Sankey. You got that radio voice. I know. It's a good sound. Oh, I the radio, too. <laughs> As do we. And then here's the other thing. You guys, you're spot on with the name. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. so And we reach every Main Street in Middle Tennessee, Coach? Yeah, that's it. So Perfect. when you are on Main Street and you are moving... got to love it. Like you're moving... I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad someone... Welcome back into Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yell, Maurice Patton here on this Thursday, and we have a special guest joining us here. To talk a little bit of ACC football as last word on college or last word on sports from college football. Tony Siracusa joins us, and Tony, we play that promo ahead of guests so that they understand what kind of company they're in. 
I, I'm telling you, I'm now worried that I even belong on the show. <laughs> That's okay. So was Alicia. Uh, Alicia yeah, I, I mean, yeah. we don't belong on this show. I, mean, I, can't, I, I can't believe I'm up there with Commissioner Sankey. I, I'm yeah. sure if he knew I was here, he'd have some thoughts on that. <laughs> we'll be sure and ask him when we get him back. Tony, we appreciate you taking some time with us, man. We wanted to... Um, talk a little bit more Atlantic Coast Conference football mm -hmm. that we have earlier this week because we were really struck by well we were struck by Florida State 45 LSU what was it 24 but 24 but exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah and then we were struck by Duke 28 mm -hmm. Clemson 7 mm -hmm. has has have things tipped a little bit over there? A little bit. I think, I mean, we'll start with the Florida State game. I'll say that in the ACC poll in the uh, from the conference media days, I had Clemson and Florida State as my number one and two teams. Um, Who'd you have three? Uh, I had North Carolina as number okay. three and NC State as four. Okay. Um, I'm I'm, start, I'm starting to worry about my Clemson pick more than anything, but at least with regards to Florida State, look, this was the biggest win for Mike Norvell in his time in Tallahassee. Heck, it may be one of his biggest wins, period. Um, it was on Sunday night. It was the only game on. As long as you didn't have Spectrum Cable, you saw it. You know, everybody saw it. As long as, you know, you didn't lose your ESPN or whatever uh, that night. And it was over a blue blood program. And Brian Kelly's done a terrific job in a short period of time at LSU. This was a significant win. Uh, Jordan Travis, who is one of the best quarterbacks in the country, um, had a really good night, 300, almost 350 yards and four touchdowns and just the one interception. The defense at Florida State is still a question mark, which is a little concerning when you've got a guy like Jared Verse, who is one of the best edge rushers in the country, and yet your defense is still a question mark. They gave up about 450 yards to LSU. What they did successfully was contain Jaden Daniels, who in his time, I, I saw him because I spent prior to coming out to North Carolina last spring, I covered the Pac-12 and UCLA for five years prior to that. So I saw Jaden Daniels at Arizona State. He's a much better quarterback at LSU than he ever was at Arizona State. So the defense did a decent enough job containing him. It was a signature win for Norvell. It was one that, frankly, I thought Florida State needed more than LSU did. So a good win for the Seminoles. In terms of Clemson, I wasn't surprised that Duke beat them. I was surprised by the margin of victory. I mean, this is a Duke team. Mike Elko has done a terrific job since taking over. The defense is very good. I have been all over the Riley Leonard at quarterback bandwagon uh, since I saw him a couple times last year. And this was a Duke team that was 9-4 and four last year and returned 17 starters. So being able to go head-to-head -head with Clemson at home, not that much of a surprise. How much they dominated Clemson, though, at least on the scoreboard and in a lot of areas statistically, really was a bit of a surprise to me. Tony Siracusa with last word, of, last word 
on sports. There it is a mouthful, I know. <laughs> joining us here, well, joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Talk about mouthfuls. Um, <laughs> as as I watched that game Monday night, mm-hmm. Tony, I, I'm definitely on board with you regarding um, the Duke quarterback. He's mm-hmm. he's he's pretty special. Chris and I talked Tuesday, and one of the concerns that we noted was, you know, Clemson's receivers weren't necessarily able to get away from Duke's secondary. And I don't know, relative to the rest of the conference, what that means. Well, I think you nailed it on the head. That That was one of my biggest takeaways as well. Clemson does not have the elite level high end receivers that they are used to having. Um, now, the Duke secondary did a great job of manning up on them and putting pressure on them. But you notice there was no breakaway capability from the Clemson receivers Monday night. And I think that it goes to one thing, and the Clemson fans are not going to like hearing this, but that's on Dabo. It is 100% on Dabo. Look, I respect the guy. He is who he is. He sticks with what he wants and what he likes. I get it that he doesn't like the transfer portal, but man, there was a lot of talent to be had there and you went and got exactly none of it. We're not talking about going and taking guys from last chance you with police records or whatever backgrounds you're worried about. We're talking about guys from other power five schools, other FBS schools, even some guys from FCS schools that were really talented. And because of, because you are anti-transfer portal, you are now paying the price because you don't have the elite level talent at some of the skill positions that you're used to having. And so, I'm sorry. Well, Tony, I I don't know your background. And and so I don't know what you've covered and what you haven't covered, but I've, I have a theory Mm -hmm. on that and you may have a, you may have a rebuttal and you may say I'm right. You may say I'm wrong. I don't know. But Tennessee, having the offense it has, getting the receivers it gets, mm-hmm. directly affects Clemson's ability to get, to get dynamic receivers. No, you know what, Chris? I think you're totally right. Um, look, it's a much more competitive landscape than it used to be. You had the top 10, top 15 schools who were hoarding all the talent, um, the five-star recruits. Because of NIL and the transfer portal, rightly or wrongly, being married together, it's a different landscape. It's a different competitive nature. And you may not like the the transfer portal if you're Dabo Sweeney, but you got two choices, adapt or fall behind. And those are your only two choices. No one's asking him to be Deion Sanders and, and boot 50 guys out the back door. All right. But look what Nick Saban did. All right. And ask so, Mike Krzyzewski. Sure. Look, absolutely. Ask him. One and done. Right but look at what Saban did. What did he take? Seven, eight guys out of the portal, and then the rest are still his recruits. To take nobody from the portal is the equivalent of, of an NFL GM or a head coach, which is, you know, basically Dabo's filling both roles at Clemson, to be that guy and say, you know what, we're only going to have a roster full of guys we draft, and we're not going to hit up free agency. No NFL GM would ever do that. No NFL head coach would ever do that. You got, you've got to adapt. You absolutely have to, or you're going to fall behind. 
And so with that said, Tony, adapt or fall behind. Has Clemson fallen behind? Have we seen the last of Clemson as a upper echelon college football program? I mean, are they CFP material? Wow. You know what? Based off what we saw Monday, no, <laughs> they're not. Are they, have they fallen behind? I think I, I try to be one of those guys that doesn't overreact after week one. We got a lot of weeks left to go and the college football season, as you guys well know, it happens kind of in a firestorm, right? It's 12 mm -hmm. weeks jam packed together. And so in all my years of doing this, and like I said, a lot of years out on the West coast covering UCLA and the PAC 12 and, uh, different brands out there as well. I try not to overreact on week one, but this was not a good look for Clemson. Look, Clemson fans, you were begging all last year for Cade Klubnik. You couldn't shove DJ Uyungle out the door fast enough. And DJ's out in Corvallis. And I'm telling you, I truly believe with all my heart, knowing Jonathan Smith, the head coach at Oregon State, the way I do, DJ's going to have a terrific year out there. He's going to love that offense that has been built around him instead of Clemson trying to shove him into the offense that they want to run. Klubnik will be good. Will he be elite? Boy, he didn't look at Monday night, and he's got a long, long way to go to get to even the high-end level. The ACC is loaded with quarterback talent, loaded. And, you know, Klubnik's not even in the conversation of that top end right now. How much of that is Titans-esque with it's hard to complete passes when you ain't throwing to nobody open. <laughs> so and that, that's, right. that's a big part of it. And we, we have seen that issue here in Nashville quite a Absolutely. bit in recent years. So there's, I mean, all of that compounding makes Clemson, you know, a, a serious contender to be out in the cold when, you know, when conference championships rolls around because you, you know, the ACC does not have divisions this year. Right, correct. So it's the top two teams are going to play in the conference championship game, and right now it looks to be the top two teams in that conference are Florida State and North Carolina and everybody else after that. Yeah, no, look, I think you're right. North Carolina, when we're talking about the competitiveness of the quarterbacks in the conference, obviously Drake May is one of the elites in the country. Um, they've got to do a little bit of work on the offense. They lost Phil Longo, who had been the offensive coordinator for years, and he's off at Wisconsin now with his friend Luke Fickle. Um, but Drake May's got the talent, and, and he's got the head for the game. And North Carolina needs the defense to show up. It did a better job on over the weekend than it did last year. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But North Carolina is going to be very competitive. North Carolina State is going to be competitive. Um, they've got Brennan Armstrong, the quarterback who transferred from Virginia, and he did it to go play with the new offensive coordinator, David Anai, who was his offensive coordinator at Virginia a couple of years ago. Anai went to go coach for a year at Syracuse. But the two are reunited at NC State now, and that's going to be a high-powered offense. So, you don't have a lot of margin for error if you're Clemson, especially with a conference loss in week one. Uh, Tony, Chris and I went through Clemson's schedule as we were discussing <laughs> this situation <laughs> on Tuesday. And 
as you talk about things that Clemson fans don't want to hear, I'm going to yield to Mr. Yao. Tony, Clemson may not make a bowl. I'm not there yet. I okay. still, I, but but when you go through when you go through the schedule game right. by game, right? It's it's completely plausible that they are going to struggle to get past six or seven wins, to get to six or seven wins. In my opinion, yeah. It look, it's going to be a fight, and they have a lot of corrections that they have to do now. Like again, with no room for error, you you need to be making. You don't have the luxury of time when you're 0-1 in conference play already and 0-1 on the season and you've got a tough schedule, you don't have a lot of margin for error. And so, you know, I, I mean, I still have them probably at a 7-5, and five, but I can see where people look at it and say 6-6 six and six is tough, 7-5 and five is tough. You know, they would laugh at 8-4 and four based on what they saw. No, the there's no night. question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 8-4 and, eight and four would be a, a, a dream right sure. now, I think. For, for some, I mean, when you're looking at Charleston, Southern Florida, Atlantic, Syracuse, and Wake Forest as your best chances to get wins, and then Georgia Tech, that's five. Right, right. After that, you got to hope you beat somebody you probably shouldn't beat. Yeah, no, and look, it's true. And I got to tell you, last year, my first year of covering the ACC, I wrote an article for the Wake Forest Clemson game from the Wake Forest standpoint of if you're not going to beat them now, when are you going to beat them? Because Wake Forest has such an experienced team. Mm -hmm. um, and Wake Forest wound up losing in double overtime at home. Uh, Sam Hartman had a really good game, and and but they lost. And But I'm looking at this Clemson team and saying, wow, maybe I was a year early. May, may, maybe this is where Clemson is more vulnerable. And Tony, while we've got you, as you mentioned, Wake Forest, we would mm -hmm. be remiss if we here <laughs> if we did not ask you about Wake and Vanderbilt this sure. weekend. Yeah, look, it's it's uh, when you talk to Dave Clawson, the the Wake Forest head coach, he does all the things that you're supposed to do as a head coach. He's very close to Clark Lee. And he, he gave great props to Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, he described Vanderbilt as a team that has now found its identity on offense. And I know that if you're a Vanderbilt fan and you look at the stats from the first two weeks, maybe you're not totally convinced. Um, A.J. Swan's stats were, they were all right. They weren't you know, going to light anyone on fire based on the competition that they played. But they were certainly good enough. And I think that the offense has gotten better. When you look at Wake Forest, it's a team that, you know, they opened up against an FCS school. They beat up on Elon. Um, I asked Dave Clawson the week of that game, what is it exactly that you learn about your team from playing these games? And he gave me one of these grimaces and a little chuckle. And it's like, <laughs> and he said, you guys, meaning the media, want to frame it that way. I said, I'm not trying to frame it that way. It is what it I'm is. I'm asking you a question. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It is what it is. Um, Did he it, ever answer you? Yeah, kind of, uh, in a Dave Clawson-esque way. He said, what we learn is if we can play a clean game, if we're going to make mistakes, I'd rather make them now in week one than later on when it's going to really hurt us. And they did make mistakes in week one. Um, they did not have a balanced offensive attack. They put up 427 yards, but they had about 90 of that rushing. And that has been a bone of contention for Clawson throughout all of fall camp. 
They need a more consistent running game, and they did not get it last week against Elon. Um, if you haven't seen Wake Forest before, you got to get used to hearing all about the slow mesh offense, mm -hmm. which gets overly dramatized on network TV. So I'm here to tell you they run the slow mesh about 25% of the time. The rest of it is a typical RPO type of offense. Um, they've got a quarterback, Mitch Griffiths, who has been there four years, and last week was his second start because, of course, he was behind Sam Hartman all mm -hmm. those years. He's a good quarterback. He's a little bit more mobile than Hartman, but because he's 5'11", well, let me put it, they list him at 5'11". Uh, if he's, I'm 5'11", and, and he's got to be in his spikes to come eye to eye with me. Um, they got to roll the pocket out a little bit more than what you generally see from the Sam Hartman years uh, because he's, he's a little bit smaller and the slow mesh brings the offense all the way up to the line of scrimmage. So there are some changes. They've got very deep receiver crew. Um, they've got a lot of work to do within the defensive secondary. Clawson was emphatic last year. They got beat over the top too much. So, look, it should be a good game because I think Vanderbilt has drastically improved. I think Clark Lee is a terrific head coach, and uh, it should be a decent game. It's a little weird that it's going to be at 10 o'clock your guys' time, right, because it's 11 o'clock Wake Forest time. Breakfast with the Commodores, baby. Breakfast with the Commodores. There you go. Just need the Daves and JP. There you go. I'll need some extra coffee that day, but we'll get there. Yeah. Oh, hey, before we, we get you out of here, I, yeah. I, I posed this question to Mo earlier, and uh, it might have been off air, mm. uh, but we aren't really sure what the pressure is like down in uh, – Miami, Coral Gables, wherever they play football mm -hmm. for the Hurricanes. Sure. Who needs the win more, Texas A&M's Jimbo or Miami's Mario Cristobal? It, boy, that is that really is the question of the game. It truly is. You can go through all the breakdowns of both teams, and that is the question of the day. I think A&M needs it more. I think Jimbo needs it more. Mario's going to get a little bit more leeway, not a lot, but because he is one of them, because he was a hurricane, they want him to succeed. They're not going to be as quick to cut the cord. It's year two, right? Yeah, it is. And Jimbo, Jimbo's buyout drops below uh, $80 million this year, which starts to make <laughs> it a little it's, – it's going to be in the $72, 73000000 million range. That's still a lot of money amongst us three. But, but not in Texas. Exactly right. You got it right, Mo. And and so that the lower that that threshold drops, the more he needs the wins. I, I think A and M needs this win more than Miami does. I, I tend to agree with you 100. percent Now that being said, do you think that do you think Miami gets this win? I do. I do. I, I I think Miami still has a lot of work to do, especially on offense. You know, I'm not I'm not sold on Tyler Van Dyke, but. The offense is, is getting there. You're starting to see a little bit more toughness in the trenches, which is what Mario Cristobal was supposed to bring in. And you're starting to see that a little bit more. I think A&M is still such a wild card. I, I, really, I really don't see them being competitive in the SEC West. When I say that, I mean third or fourth in the SEC West for them. And so, yeah, I, I, I actually think Miami can pull this out. I think Miami will pull it out. Hmm. Tony Syracusa at Tony Bruin on Twitter. Make sure to give him a follow. 
He's got all of your ACC news and, and more across college football. And he's, he's got quite a bit of great stuff on Twitter. So make sure to get, give him a follow. Like I said, Tony, thanks for taking some time with us today. We greatly appreciate it. Learned a lot about the ACC. Hey, Chris Mo, Thanks again, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, Tony. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, high school football is back. It's Preps Thursday again, and we pick high school football games right after this on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. New bumper music, huh? Yeah, I like that. Okay. That was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. Let's good job, JK. Keep Hang that on to the, that one. Keep that one in the repertoire. Yeah. Oh, man.
Welcome back in. It is Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone. And joint have to get that full breath to get all that out. <laughs> it is a mouthful. It sort is of like the last word on sports. Oh, yeah. well, we come to you live from the Lee Company Studio. Before we get into high school football, pick them. I'm scrolling through Twitter as we are want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and DeAndre Hopkins apparently <laughs> gave an interview to GQ magazine. And Brady McAtamney took that personally. Uh, in which he <laughs> revealed during his free agency process, he reached out to the Giants, the Lions, the Cowboys, and the 49ers because they were on his, quote, list. He never got a call back from any of them. He says he's very grateful for where he is in Tennessee, and he thinks he made the best decision. Okay, so here's the deal. I don't, I don't disagree with him. I think he did make the best decision, just because I, I think that the history between him variable stands for something. Sure, but I don't understand if you are. With the possible exception of the 49ers, maybe the 49ers are okay at receiver that they don't have to consider adding DeAndre Hopkins, but. Those other three? Yeah. How do you not even call him back? Uh, it, it's DeAndre Hopkins. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it just it just simply does not make sense. Yeah, like you said, they've got the, the, the 49ers have Brandon Ayuk, they've got Jawan Jennings, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. Yeah. I mean, they've they've got they've got some decent wide receivers, yeah. but I mean, jeez, DeAndre Hopkins makes them yeah, I mean, even better. Uh, uh, who who does DeAndre Hopkins not make better? That that I, I ain't mad. Hey, what do we say? But never, never stop, stop your enemy, enemy in the middle of making a mistake. I, I feel like I feel like it's going to work out great for both sides, but that is that is wild to me. I mean, absolutely wild that they just didn't even call him didn't, back. No, didn't even want to hear what he had to say. Didn't know what he wanted. Like, Don't care. <laughs> not, not our farm, not our pigs. Not our pigs. Yeah. hop sorry. Wow. It's no good for you. Uh, man. Well, it's time to make some high school football picks, Mo, and we've got 10 games to talk about. If you want to get our picks from Murray County or Main Street Murray coverage area, South mm-hmm. Williamson, Murray County, and Lawrence County, you can watch that show at 6 o'clock tonight on all of the Main Street Media outlets. And Is it on MSM TV? It will, be, well? it will be everywhere. It's MSM everywhere. TV. It's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> and Mo is on a streak, speaking of the streak. Eight and one last week in, in Main Street Murray picks and nine and one. In Main Street Preps picks. And it was the same one. And it was the same one. <laughs> this, is, this is no good. Ah, well, but it's all right. That was one of those that I didn't necessarily mind being wrong about. Being yeah, honest. absolutely. Uh, I was 8 and 2 last week for a season total of 19 and 11. Mo 9 and 1, season total of 20 and 10. That adds up to 30 games because we've each picked. I've, I've still I got 30 games. About it today. Good. Uh, Wade Neely sitting at twenty and eight after going six and three last week. Those that's twenty eight games. He's not picked Giles County twice this season. And 
He said I think he it should be charged with a loss myself. He said he sits in second place, and I thought could be in first if you'd have just picked the Giles County games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> scared, sir? You're scared? No, I. I just, <laughs> Scared, get a dog, right? I get it though. I mean, honestly, like, and it, I don't. It's hard to pick games for teams that you cover because if you don't pick them to win, you get what we got. Oh, sure. And 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 I understand the, that 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 dynamic, just but also everybody else picks every team in their coverage area. Comes with it. Everybody. Yeah. So I mean, if 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 it helps those teams for me to pick against them, and it certainly did for one of them last week. I don't think our picks one way or the other had anything to do with it. <laughs> Mount Pleasant just whipped Waverly's yeah. butt from yeah. from here all from the way start back. To finish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, we've got ten games to start, and one of them is a game in our coverage area. Mm-hmm. And so we'll start with Blackman. At Summit, I believe all of these games are Friday at 7. I don't yeah, think we have any 730 think, kicks this week I, or anything. Yeah, I don't remember us announcing. We didn't have any Thursday night games in the round in the rundown. No, run, no, no Thursday night games this week, which means tonight we will not have a Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week. Mm. Uh, that's that's okay. It is what it is. Uh, Go we'll, back and listen to the last. <laughs> if, if, if that's what you so desire. But Blackman is at Summit Friday at 7. And this one, staff-wide, is going to separate some folks. Mm-hmm. It is a pick 'em. I mean, it's it's one, two, three, four, yeah, five and five. Five, five and five, or five and four. Oh, it is four. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, there's only nine of us. There used to be ten. Now there's nine. Now there's nine. Yeah. <laughs> I um. I liked what I saw out of Summit last week against Green Hill. That was a game that they very easily could have won. Um, Blackman's windless. I think Summit gets this one. I was watching Monty Hale Jr. earlier on his show with Nick Gold. And, you know, he, he talked about, he talked about those three Blackman losses. Obviously, against Brentwood was a tough one. This is a team that's – they've lost by seven the last two weeks to a couple of decent teams. I think Summit has certainly shown that they have the ability to get to get a win here. I think it's going to be as close as close can be, much like last week. But I'm going to go with Blackman here to get their first win. I think they've got just a little bit more athletic ability uh, to, and and that's going to be the difference for the Blaze. Station Camp at Springfield, another toss-up pick'em here. As both of these teams are struggling, Station Camp zero and three, Springfield one and two, I believe. Yeah, you talk about Blackman's athleticism. I'm thinking that's probably going to be the difference for the host Yellow Jackets in this one. I think it's going to be a close one. I, I just think Springfield is a little bit closer than Station Camp here. I, I'm, I'm, I went Station Camp uh, again. I've got it as a three-point game. Uh, to me, it is a pick 'em. It's a toss-up, mm-hmm. and 
in high school football, it's really hard to it, it's really hard to make a decision one way or the other on games that involve two teams that you think are pretty equal because you never know what's going to happen. You don't know well, what the difference. You don't know if be. the quarterback's girlfriend broke up with him that week and he's upset. It, there's just so many factors when you're talking about teenage boys. <laughs> I mean, so I went with station camp, but I, I'm not going to be surprised if the Jackets take this one. Yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> now, speaking of teams that have not struggled, Kirkwood, the Cobras, they host Northeast. Now, if you don't think this is a rivalry, go back and listen to our conversation with Kirkwood head coach Chad Watson, Watson earlier, as most of Kirkwood's players apparently – uh, came from northeast. Northeast and Rossview, I think, is what he said. Yeah. And yeah. so this one's going to have a little extra juice. This this one will have a little extra juice, but the Cobras are off to a 3-0 and start under Coach Watson. And um, a lot of neighborhood bragging rights going right here, and I like the Cobras to continue to roll. Yeah, I've got the Cobras in this one again. I I think this is going to be a close one as well. But I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Kirkwood to continue their unbeaten streak. They've never lost. Never. Isn't that something? In the history of the school, <laughs> which is much different than a lot of schools that that start you know and return kickoffs for a touchdown to open their 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 <laughs> entire school and then don't score again for the rest of the season as Summit and Christian when I in 19, 1995. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so I, I Beginner's felt, luck, huh? I felt the summit pain, yeah. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so Kirkwood doing it big. Mm -hmm. Brentwood Academy at Father Ryan. That, this one's Friday at seven. And Mo, this game even being on the docket is curious mm -hmm. to me as. Based on what we've seen to this point, Brentwood Academy ought to win this one going away. Yeah, and, and I think that this is a Brentwood Academy team that, um, you know, obviously they lost their opener to CPA close. They lost their neighborhood rivalry game to Brentwood High School close. 17-16 um, to CPA, 21-18 to Brentwood. Got their first win under their new coach last weekend. I think the Eagles are going to take out some frustrations. Yes, 100%. Perfect. They, they defeated Christian Brothers 37-7 last week. Yeah. And I think, I think they feel like that's what they're supposed to look like. And so I think they're going to come out and try to replicate that tomorrow night. And that. I think you're exactly right. I think the Eagles roll in this one uh, with without much issue. Battleground Academy at Davidson Academy. Now, this is a, this is an interesting game too. I kind of you know, kind of ask how does it get into the <laughs> into the pick 'em. But to be honest with you, these two teams are. They are more equal than you think. I'm going to explain that. And have been. Well, I mean, the, the programs, obviously, Davidson Academy was a dominant 1A team. 
But since they've gotten the two-way, it's not been as easy, obviously, for that program to, to be dominant. And BGA has been really consistent over the last decade. So I feel like maybe maybe this one is a little more of a toss-up than I think it is, but the fact is that I feel like Davidson Academy should win this one going away. I feel, that being said, who knows? No, I, I think you're right. I think Davidson Academy, especially at home, wins this one fairly handily. Uh, the Bears have averaged right at 35 points a game. and But if you're into comparing scores, mm-hmm. and I've been known to be into comparing scores, mm-hmm. Davidson Academy 27, Nashville Christian 20, BGA 38, Nashville Christian 21. There's that. And that was last week. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying – I. I could see how BGA could feel like they are capable of winning this game and how Casey Patrick feels like they're capable of winning this game. This is the only person in our pick to take Battleground Academy. Yeah. I've got Davidson Academy, and I don't know if you noticed the score I picked, but I had to throw one in there somewhere. Well, it seems suddenly to be a popular total of 11 points. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens. But I've, I've got Davidson Academy, but boy. I've got Davidson Academy, and I feel pretty comfortable with it. Okay. All right, let's take a quick break. We've got five more games to pick, and we, including the Main Street Preps game of the week, Wilson Central at Green Hill. So stick around on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn Joint, right back after a short message. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Runner of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Wong. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, R.A. Dickey. R.A., did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> other guy in Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama, so other guy in Wham had pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. I love it when you can get some strings in there. Good strings. And when the beat drops. Oh, it's so good. So good. Earlier, Tony Brunetti probably wouldn't have picked it, but we have to. Montgomery Bell Academy is at Cross Presbyterian, and this is going to be a really good football game. Yeah. Um, both these teams traditionally good, 
both these teams this year pretty good. I mean, I, um, I think it's an outcome that a lot of folks are going to be dialed into. I was really impressed with the way CPA played in that opener against Brentwood Academy, particularly in that second half. And that's kind of the basis for me taking the Lions in this one. Yeah, you know, obviously NBA doesn't have Marcel Reed, which is a big loss. They're 0-3 on the year, but not all 0-3s are created equal. Yeah, and it, to, to that point, it's not just that they don't have Marcel Reed. Marcel Reed was the first four-year starter at quarterback for Montgomery Bell Academy in I've read ever. I don't know that I necessarily ever is a long time, but certainly I've been covering high school football around here since the late 80s and it's certainly in that period of time. There was probably a time where freshmen didn't play varsity at all anyway. Right. So it's probably not out of the realm of possibility. It's probably not out of the realm of possibility, but I'm, I'm, what I've learned, you hesitate in the, to what say. I've learned in this business is just as soon as you say ever and never, somebody points out to you where you're wrong. Yeah, so, so just don't even try yeah, but, right around it. But in in quite some time. Yeah. So when you're at having least. when you're having to come back with a new QB one for the first time in five years. Yeah. It's it leaves a mark. And again, M- NBA zero and three, but a seven point loss to Pearl Cone. Uh, Couple touchdown loss to Ensworth, who, by the way, is very good. Mm-hmm. And then Memphis University School, who has you know played in the state championship two years ago and is a perennial powerhouse in you know in this division, a 14-10 loss to them. Meanwhile, first loss to Ensworth in a pretty good while, by the way. Meanwhile, CPA lost to Procon as well, 15 to 11. And so, you know. It feels like both of these teams are, are, are kind of potentially on equal footing. NBA looking to get that first win. It's, you know, and then, of course, Engel Martin's always got his team ready to play. So I, I went with CPA mainly because I feel like Engel Martin's team is just a little bit more prepared to win. I think that's fair. I've got. CPA as well, in case I hadn't already said that. I don't think you had. No, I've got CPA as well. Shelbyville at Columbia Central. We will talk more about this on our show, the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview for week four that airs at six. Is that right? Six o'clock today? Six o'clock. Okay. Everywhere. But um, Everywhere? Everywhere. Columbia Central's only loss was to Marshall County of the season opener. Shelbyville beat Marshall County a week later. And so, apparently everybody not in southern middle Tennessee thinks that's that. the difference. Because the only people to pick Columbia Central in this are Wade Neely, <laughs> Maurice Patton, and Chris Yeah. So it broke along regional regional lines. Lines, huh? That's, that's Look, interesting. I just think that Columbia Central's offense is going to have a little bit too – they're going to be a little too high-powered for, for Shelbyville to to contain. And maybe Shelbyville outscores them, but I, I really feel like that defense is just 
it's with Jaravius Hall anchoring the the defensive line and Malik Smith mm, mm, behind that's, him. That's the guy right there. And then oh by the way, Jordan Davis is behind them in the defensive backfield. It's it's a really tough one, two, three. I'm telling you what though, man. I mean, Jaravius is is a dude, but Malik Smith is a difference maker and, right thing. Undersized, unfortunately, but as but, good as it gets in high school football. But here's the thing, and as Tony Brunetti said in our Coach's Corner segment earlier, you know, not everybody can play Power Five, but guys can play somewhere. He can. Play Malik somewhere. Smith will be playing on Saturdays for somebody, yeah. and he's going to make them better, and he's going to make this Columbia Central team better tomorrow night, and I've got them close in this Region 5-5A matchup. Same. Hillsboro at Cane Ridge, a little Metro Nashville action here. I've got the Burrows. Cane Ridge has struggled this year to this point, and I just feel like uh, Hillsboro has got a better chance to, to win this one just based on the fact that they know how to win. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Cane Ridge has struggled. They've lost a lot of talent over the last couple of years, um, notably uh, Moe Phillips, who's playing up at Virginia Tech, but they've sent a bunch of guys on, and I think you're kind of seeing that. Right now, the cyclical right. nature mm -hmm. of high school football has yeah. unfortunately hit the bottom side. Uh, yeah, it, it has cycled down for the Ravens, unfortunately. I've got the Burroughs. Henry County at Brentwood. I think this is going to be one of the best games in the state, not just the mid-state. The entire state, Patriots head down to take on the Bruins. And, man, I am looking forward to watching this one play out. Man, um, Henry County is tough to pick against on any Friday night. If it were in Paris, this might have gone a different way for me. Well, the trip, I think, does something. It's And it's not an easy place to play. But Neither is this, Brentwood. No, well, and this Brentwood team, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm team Clint Fence right now. It, it's, it, it, for me, Brentwood's going to have to lose before I don't pick them. Exactly. They're going to have to make me pick against them, and I don't think it starts this week. I've got nope. the Bruins. Yeah. Finally, the Main Street Press game of the week, Wilson Central. You saw them last week, Green Hill. Well, how do you feel like this one plays out? I think Green Hill wins this one. Um, they've got some dynamicism That's on offense with the sophomore quarterback, Cannon Burroughs, with – that big two-sport guy, Aaron Mattingly, on the edge. Um, Nico Duffy, um, Nick Owens, they've got some guys that can make some plays on the offensive side of the ball. And um, if their game last week against Summit is any indication, they're, they're going to the, – outscoring you is their M.O. pretty much. Uh, I think the defense has to come a little bit, but I think they'll be able to score enough to get past Wilson Central. I am the only person who picked Wilson Central to win this game, and I'm sticking with it. I've got Wildcats, right? Wildcats. I've got the Wildcats in this one, 28-24. I think it will be a good one. I think it will be an outscoring. Uh, it, it'll be kind of one of those going to have to outscore the other, mm -hmm. and I'm taking Wilson Central. And that's going to do it for this edition of Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint on Preps Thursday. Tomorrow we've got 
10 more college football games to pick. I did not have a good week last week. You guys had much better weeks, so I'll have to catch up and may have to change my strategy because the strategy that we've used over the last couple of years did not play out so mm-hmm. well this past week. So maybe a new strategy tomorrow. Come back with us here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll come back to the Lee Company studio. Make sure to follow us, Main Street Media TV everywhere. Thanks, guys. We'll see you then. Thank you.